level up your hunting game and join the cause. Help preserve small town Texas hunting culture and become a more successful hunter by learning the best ways to squeeze the most out of your budget and precious time out in the field. Welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Here are your resident bandits, Richard Kinchlow and Jimmy Byrne. Howdy folks, welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Jimmy talking to you, Richard, what's going on? I got my flu shot today. Yeah, why? Why? Because <laughs> I don't want the influenza. <laughs> I'll let, let me guess. Let me guess. I for your anti-vaxer? No, not at all. I'm anti-flu. Oh. No, anti-flu. Anti-flu shot. Yeah, okay, I mean, well, if you look well, at it, it's see. completely pointless, so I'd prefer not well. to... <laughs> okay, did you hear that, folks? Let, let's remember, when old cord bandito is vomiting and pooing in his pants at the same time. He's going to be while cleaning a deer. Yeah. (laughs) Just like when we were uh, grinding the meat that one time and I had bronchitis. Oh my God. Like, (laughs) let me tell you folks, thank God heat kills bacteria. Cause I'm pretty sure he's patient zero for the contravirus. Uh, (laughs) God, you were so, you were so sick. I mean, you, I mean, let me tell you, for those of you who don't know Jimmy, which is majority of you, the guy is he he is rock solid. He will not quit. He will not say no. It's amazing. And when he finally we we're sitting there grinding meat, you know, it's like two in the morning. He's like, you know, I don't feel good. I'm like, whoa, my God, <laughs> you know. And I figured his torso was about to fall off. So <laughs> yeah. God, that was crazy. Meat <laughs> was sure good though, flavorful. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so long as you cooked it up fully or thoroughly, right. then you're fine. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, this episode was really cool. It was an original. It was the uh, first one we've done so far, right? We ha- actually had one of our uh, listeners reach out to us and ask us to have a conversation with him and talk about the land that he just bought and kind of give him some uh, some ideas on uh, on how to manage it for game and some cattle and whatnot. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Without further ado, why don't we just jump into that recording and hopefully pull some uh, nuggets and pearls of wisdom out of it. And when it's over, we'll, we'll join you back up. Here Let's it is. Let's do it. Joseph, thanks so much again for, for joining us today um, on the Feed Bandit podcast. Um, so it, kind of a unique situation here. Joseph's one of our listeners uh, to the podcast and has actually – uh, agreed to, to come on and speak with us about his property. So we're just going to kind of do some bantering back and forth here. And, and, and so Joseph, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're kind of your primarily, your primary goal here is for, for some better dove hunting and some deer hunting. Is that, is that accurate? It is accurate. I, I do want to add some animals, uh, some cattle. I'm trying to figure out if I can, if I can make three or four different enterprises work and so uh after reading some emails and listening uh that's what kind of uh enticed me to give you guys a call and to pick your brains and see where you what you guys thought excellent excellent man well again we we certainly appreciate it um you know without divulging too much information here joseph where where approximately are you in in the state of texas like and 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 joseph was kind enough to send us a google map which is phenomenal by the way and I, I'm, I'm looking, I'm seeing a lot of trees. Are these live oaks or are these going to be cedars or a mix of the two? So I'm in South Texas uh, in the area of San Diego. So a couple hours south of San Antonio. Okay. And uh, 
it's brush, thick brush, some trees, okay. a lot of cedar. Uh, but what, what we're looking at mainly on the map that I send you guys is a, a whole boatload of brush. Okay. Um, okay. Perfect. Perfect. Excellent. Now, also, just so that you guys know, I'm a city slicker. And this is my verse, my first venture into hunting property to <laughs> land like this. And so that's partly why I'm also trying to understand some things and make sure that I start out doing the right thing or hopefully well, the best thing. There you go. Well, my friend, you have come to the right place. Uh, you know, Jimmy and I have been doing this thing for, uh, you know, for many, many, many years. And, and it's not, you know, ranch management, wildlife management is not something that, you know, it's uh, it's not like playing the piano. You know, it, it, it it's it's something that you're just constantly evolving. It's changing. It's different. Uh, and, and truthfully, it really becomes a labor of love. You know, so uh, uh, that's awesome. So I, I I'm assuming you own this this place. Is that accurate? Yes, sir. Oh, excellent! Well, wonderful. Congrats, my friend. That is uh, that is that is absolutely beautiful. So. Um, so a, a couple of things that, that I noticed right off, kind of right off the bat here, as far as, you know, so you're talking about adding some, some fence or some, some, uh, some cattle in there. I'm assuming the cattle, uh, are going to, is that going to be in there for tax reasons or potential, some sort of, um, you know, earning potential with calves or, or, or steers or something of that nature. So it's a, it's a, a couple of things. One would be, it would be nice to do some supplementing into uh, retirement income. Okay. But the other part is just uh, the enjoyment of raising my own cattle and my own sure. beef for my family and for friends sure. to have a good ribeye or a good steak. Uh, go. It's not going to be a big venture for, for, for my major source of income. Right, but I would like like it to be a little bit of both, but more than anything, more it's more of a personal thing that I would like sure. to accomplish. Sure, 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 a absolutely. And I'll I'll be honest, that's the that that is the right attitude to have about this. Is more of just having going out there and and it's funny, Jimmy and I say this all the time. We joke about, but just going out there and having fun, and you know, with cattle, yeah, uh, you know, the cattle are kind of like boats. You know, according to some people, the best time they. They 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 buy it as like well the only time they love it is when they they bought it and they're selling it or something of that nature. But, they're eating it. Yeah, but you know having cattle uh, having cattle there kind of what you're talking about as far as you know some light supplemental income I I think is is completely doable and and, and truthfully Joseph I, I see that you've got this on the map here I see you've got this cross fence going through there that's that's fantastic that's kind of one of the biggest things that. I was going to point off right out, right off the bat, it, it, you know, if, if you want to run cattle, which obviously for tax reasons or for what you're looking to do and are is important, but but not only it's important to that, but it's also important for you know for the land, you know, people, ranchers having cattle, okay, having cattle this day and age is very similar to the way buffalo were back in the day, okay. Uh, except for the fact the cattle are <laughs> are pinned in, whereas the buffalo are completely free. So, having cattle out there is going to definitely help uh, open, expose a lot of those forbs. Okay, because obviously cattle are going to be grazers, right? And and deer are going to be browsers. So they they do not compete. So what's really nice about that is when you get your cattle in there and and, and you move them from pasture to pasture. From here, it looks like it would be two pastures. 
you know, if you get a nice good graze and then move your cattle out there, you're, you're going to be opening up a lot of territory for your deer. Now, something else of interest in the area that you are in and, and something that I, I would definitely take, um, uh, take to heart is you're, I think you're in some pretty decent quail territory as well. Are, are you familiar yeah. with, with Bob White quail and whatnot? Yes, I am. In fact, we've seen multiple coveys out here, uh, lots of dove, but the, the, the brush is so thick that I can yeah. only be inside the senderos where I, that you see yep. those senderos through there. And so, but I'm a little bit scared of cutting, but yes, they're uh, clearing some brush, but right. I know it has to be done, but, but yeah, there is a lot of quail out there. Excellent. Excellent. Well, that, that my friend alone really makes this place that you have. Uh, I mean, I know it's incredibly special, but the fact that you've got quail and it seems like a healthy population is, is, is phenomenal. You know, quail are really one of the more coveted animals in, in the state of Texas. So that is, that is really great. So now, you know, I think we've kind of identified, you know, we, you've got white-tailed deer, obviously. Um, you're, you've got um, you've got quail. You probably also have some turkeys in there. And then you're wanting to, to run some cows in there as well. Um, and so when it comes to, you know, to brush management, obviously, you know, that's, that's, that's a really big, important piece of this whole thing. Um, now, looking, kind of looking at this, what you've got here on the map, uh, I, I, I think I think you're definitely on to the right the right area or the the right goal rather. Now, was, was Joseph was your intention to basically decimate everything within this little hexagon or whatever shape that is? So inside of the the black line was, and then this is partly why I sent it to you because what I'm, I'm curious about is if you guys think that I should stack and plow, stack plow and rake. The guy that I was going to be working with said that if, if you're more of your intention is dove hunting, then really you only need to stack and plow and you don't need to rake it as well. Right. But the cattle, he said, would be, it would be more beneficial if you did all three stack round raking for the cattle area. But right. I don't know. I, I, that's what I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, and I wasn't sure about the area, what you guys thought, if that was too much or not enough, or am I going to leave myself enough for the feeders and for the blinds up top sure. to be able to sure. hunt still? So, so that's all kind of what I'm not 100% sure about. Sure, sure, no, and and, and it's 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 a really great it's a really great thought and uh, and and good questions. You, you know the the I I think on a, on a property like this of, of this size, I I see some natural senderos cut in there, which which I, I love to see, and that obviously that's really good. Uh, and, and what you've kind of, just to throw a little wildlife term at you, if you see those senderos you've got there at kind of the bottom of the shape, you know, when you go from that thick brush to that sendero, that's called edge. And it's basically where, where two habitats meet, okay? And, and so where those two habitats meet, for example, that thick brush you have right there, that's going to be your primary cover, okay, for deer, flushing cover for quail, cover for turkey and whatnot. And then when they come to feed, nine out of ten times, where are they going to be? They're going to come out in those senderos, Okay. So I think what you've got there is is really good. Now, when you go back up, cr kind of cross that middle line, you know, you've definitely got a lot of of, of brush in there that I think can be uh, that 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 I think you can cut some more senderos in there as well. Um, 
you know, if, if it was, you've, you've got a cup, a kind of a couple of choices, you know, first and foremost, I, I think cutting some additional senderos, maybe just to the left of that red line and to the right of that red line would be, uh, would be fantastic. Also, you know, maybe even where that, where that red line kind of crosses that middle road and, and keeps coming down there, uh, you you might want to put one right there. And, and obviously what you're doing is, is you're creating a lot of uh, feeding areas for, for the white-tailed deer. Now, talking about dove specifically, um, if, if it were me, okay, it, what I would do is, uh, get, again, going back up to the top of this this shape here, you see your little tank right there? I'm assuming that's a, a, a tank you're going to gonna try to hold water. Is that correct? Well, that, that was there before we purchased the property. This, okay. Most of this land, up, uh, most of the majority of this is pretty, according to the, the soil survey, is very porous, and it would not hold water by itself. I'd have to figure okay. out something there, so... Okay, what, so what what is that? Is was that an attempt to to make it a out. tank there, or or I do you know? I'm not 100 percent sure, but it, it's dug out and it's a solid 10 feet deep. Okay, mm. okay, all right. So that looks to me like they probably tried to to, to make a tank there. So, uh, which obviously is phenomenal. You know, tanks are really kind of the way. Uh, you know, the, the, the way to go as opposed to having a, a solar well, which obviously costs money, having a well costs money, you know, to, to pump water up to, to troughs and things of that nature. So let, let's come back to that. But as far as, as dove are concerned, okay, you know, dove just by their nature, okay, you know, all animals are skittish, right? Well, well dove are the same thing, okay? Um, I, dove prefer to feed okay, in more of an open type area, okay? Moreover, they prefer to feed on plant species that they, that they target, that ha- but that has more bare ground, okay? So by virtue of the fact that you're in South Texas, you've got a lot of that already, and that, by the way, is one of the reasons why your quail population is so good. Um, quail, very similar to dove, uh, th- they're not big animals, right? And so they have to be able to navigate that understory, especially quail. And that's why they do so well in South Texas, because you you have a lot of bare ground. Okay, whereas at Rancho Bandito, we've got a lot of prairie grasses, uh, and that's very cumbersome for the um, for the dove. So so that being said, Joseph, I, I would I would consider um, I would consider when you do start to do some clear cutting. Um, and, and I would try to focus maybe more up towards where this little tank is because I think I think we can get water in there. Um, I would try clearing out, you know, again, uh, you know, to the left or the right of that that red line closer to the tank. You know, maybe, um, you know, maybe a football field by a football field. Okay, and, and, okay. and when I say clear. Actually go in there and, you know, of course, with mesquites, if, if you're familiar with mesquites, you know, mesquites, you can't just cut. Okay. Mesquites are going to keep coming back, you know, and I, I, I noticed what you're saying about the raking and all that kind of good stuff. Um, you know, with you can either you can either treat them and then cut them and then pull them out. But I, I would do your best to try to if you're going to spend some money. Okay, as far as clearing out is concerned, that's where I would do it. Okay, and so from there, once you get, you know, once you've got everything cleared out, okay, you can potentially look at planting some things. Um, 
you know, it depends on what would what would grow there. But by you being in there with a bulldozer or somebody else with a bulldozer, I mean, you know, you're naturally disturbing that soil. And I think you'd be very surprised what comes up. And it's probably going to be sunflowers. Uh, the uh, the other hey, hey, thing, that you're, yeah. I know you're going to get to, you know, deer and stuff uh, in a second. But, yeah, if you shifted that black shape up like you're talking about, I mean, that lower half, he already has really great lanes, right? And Sanderos, it looks like they're that they're, they're already there, you know, and they're yeah. ready, essentially ready to go. So that's my initial thought. And tell me if you agree or disagree was, I mean, keep that the way it is instead of clearing all that out like you're talking, right? right? Because it, they're already used to that it probably, you know, and just kind of augment that. I mean, what, right. what do you think about that? I mean, no, I know I, you'll get I, to the deer part, but you see what I'm saying? Like, kind Yeah, of, no, I, I, I totally agree. And Joseph, what we'll do is when we're done here, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll actually take this picture and kind of mark in there kind of what I was thinking. Um, and and hey, so I that can... way you, that way you got it. But uh, one of the one of the benefits, in, in my opinion, of having a football field by football field, okay, type uh, you know clearing area, is not only is it going to be great for dove, but remember it's also going to be a phenomenal attractant for your deer. Okay, you know when you go in there and you disturb that or, or disturb that soil, okay, you're going to bring up a lot of weeds. Okay, weeds, or weeds, broadleaf forbs. Okay, or what deer eat. So. You you theoretically, Joseph, could could look at you know if you get it good and cleared out, you could be looking at a scenario where you could, you know, maybe do one side of the football field, okay, theoretically in winter wheat, okay, and you can put some cows on there for a little bit, and the deer will be all over it, okay. That's that's fantastic. And maybe the other side you use as a dove plot, um, but but okay. but that that's kind of my thinking when it when it comes to the to the dove area. And then, you know, and then looking at your Senderos, I definitely don't think you should clear out that entire shape. Um, you just, you know, I, I think, you know, doing some more additional lanes in there would, would definitely be beneficial. How do I hunt the quail in there if I'm stuck in the Senderos? Like I see, right. like when I, I'll, draw, I'll walk by and I'll see them, but man, they go, once they're in that brush, it's, that's they, it. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and, and that's exact. That's exactly you know that's what they do. And again, that again, not to be too much of a quail dork here, but that's one of the reasons why South Texas the quail are so prolific is because they've got everything they need. Okay, maybe water is a little bit scarce, right? But like you, you just nailed it. You just said the big thing right there. They, you know, you said I see them on the Sendero, and then they they go into the brush and they're gone. They're out of there. You know, that's that's flushing cover. That that's what they do. Uh, a couple of things. A couple of things you can do. Um, first of all, you if you've got a buddy who's got a quail dog, uh, that is definitely uh, that's definitely yeah. a, a, a way of of doing it. Um, okay. Yeah, and then so a quail dog will be actually trained to go in there and and point and whatnot, uh, and you're you're going to get sticky. Okay, you're going to have to go into the bush after them, but uh, but they'll certainly be there. Uh, another thing that that you can do that that will kind of bring them out and will hold them, uh, you know, I'm doing my little air quotation marks here that will hold them in that area, is you can actually get a tailgate feeder. Okay, I don't know if you've seen those before, but it's it's basically a spinning feeder that you can put on the back of your truck or you know UTV. In fact, the the guys we work with at SpinTech, 
uh, they make a really good one. Um, and, okay. and it's actually controlled from the car. And you can put Milo or a hen scratch in there. And before you go quail hunt, you can go corn or you can go uh, bait up those senderos. And that'll pull those birds out of there for you. Mm, great. Okay, good idea. Yeah. Uh, okay. the, the other thing is this, is that, you know, if you've got a dove plot slash deer plot in that little area we were talking about, uh, the, the quail and the dove and the deer are all naturally going to find it. Uh, so in a okay. scenario like that, you know, if you've got, you know, some, some leftover sunflowers, okay. That are leftover from dove season. I guarantee you get you, you get you your shotgun and walk on the edge of that and, and you'll blow, you'll blow quail out of there. You know, they're going to find those those plants to eat on, and then that's a good spot to do it. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, awesome. Absolutely. Where, where, okay, go ahead. You guys, I'm sure you're going to get to the deer, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. If you get you got a question, please ask. I, I was just thinking I jumped, I jumped to the deer, and I'm trying to figure out where you guys think the feeders and the, the blinds should go. Sure, sure. Well, first and foremost, uh, and, and I don't know the orientation of this map, but but a couple of things to consider. Uh, you know, fir- first and foremost, even though I know this property is is super super you know super thick with brush, uh, yeah, you, know, you kind of want to avoid. Well, you, first of all, you want to make sure that your your feeders and blinds are at least two hundred feet off of any road. Okay, so whether it's a county road. Or, or an actual, you know, small little one-lane highway, which it looks like what maybe it is over here on the left. Uh, you know, the other thing is, obviously, you just don't want anybody getting too, um, you don't want anybody getting too excited, okay? You're, you know, they're out there right. on the, you know, and you, you don't want, some, that, that's just trouble you don't want. So that that's the first thing to consider, um, in, in my opinion. The other thing, and perhaps the most significant, in my opinion, is going to be the wind direction. Okay, you know, obviously being in Texas, the majority and, and, and the same thing for us, uh, and we're, we're going to be well north of you, uh, a majority of the time, the wind is always going to be coming out of the south. So with that being said, you know, you always want to have set up the blinds to where a majority of the time the wind's going to be in your face. Um, so so that that is definitely something to consider. Um you know, as far as your your feeder and blind locations are concerned, being that you you do well, okay. First of all, looking at this yellow line, Joseph, do you have any game fences around you, or is it all standard five strand barbed wire fence? No, it's all standard barbed wire. Okay. And to the north, of where, where the the top where the it is north. So this is north, and the very bottom is headed south to the city. Uh, the city is about seven miles away. Okay. But north, it's it's wide open. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. That 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 is really good. So, um, you know, the the great thing about what you've got here is is really you know the sky's the limit. You've got no game fences, uh, and so you're really going to be pulling in a lot of of deer. You know, now that being said, again, even though, you know, for example, I'm looking over here on, on the south side, okay, the south side looks like nothing but thick brush. Chances are there could be another hunter over there. So, you know, you really want to try to, 
uh, obviously just just be careful about you know you don't want to make your blinds and feeders visible again that just that just you know it makes people do stupid things let's put it that way um so so that would be that would be another thought um a lot of hunting in in, in south texas would as far as blinds are concerned you know is, is really kind of taking advantage of these senderos you know they they really are um looking at this map if i if i'm looking at again that shape you know, I, I, I see kind of towards the bottom of that shape, I see this intersection, okay? Um, quite personally, I think that's a phenomenal place for a blind. What, one of the, the, when I shot my first deer eons ago, uh, I shot it at a blind that we called four-way, okay? And four-way, and it, it was, this was in Throckmorton, Texas, but eerily similar probably to what your place looks like. Thick, thick, thick brush. Uh, and, and Joseph, it was so cool to sit in that blind and you had to have your head on the, you know, on the swivel, right? Because you never knew when anything was coming out. Uh, and we had one feeder down one of these senderos and, and it was phenomenal. Um, and, and so I would look at it just picking, you know, you know, I would just say, okay, you know, where do you see a majority, which lane, okay, do you see a majority of the deer? And, and mind you, they're going to find it anyway. Okay, so pick something that makes sense for the wind, the sun, things of that nature. So I would definitely do a, a, a blind and feeder combination down here. Um, scout for trails, right? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely yeah. scout for trails, things of that nature. Okay, t tell me this, Joseph. Tell me about uh, tell me about water. I mean, obviously you don't you don't don't think you have any groundwater. Okay, but do you have any any cattle troughs? Are there any seasonal creeks, anything of that nature? No, not that I'm aware of. I do have a well, though. You do have a well. Okay. I do okay. Have a well. Okay. Excellent. We've got okay. a down here. There. This is the cover. It's no longer there, but we've got a cabin. That's kind of the camp, if you notice, on the bottom left corner. Yep. So the well's over there, and all our electrical, and we've got a cabin there. And, uh, so that's like home base, if you will. Okay. Okay. Uh, but, all right. But it, there's no creeks. There's no sitting water. When it rains, it, it's gone pretty quick. Okay. Okay. All right. So that 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 definitely explains why they were looking at uh, at, at doing that tank in the upper right hand corner was probably because of that. Um, okay. And the reason why I was going to ask that is because you know obviously water is a, is a real premium in South Texas. So if you can find. Right. You know, an area. If you had some running water, that would be a phenomenal place to you know to to do a blind feeder combination. Um, you know, thinking how, as far as yeah, go ahead. How do you put water for deer? Great question. So when it comes to when it comes to water for deer, you know, you obviously you've got a you've got a couple of choices. Um, you know, the easiest being you know, your seasonal creeks. Uh, seeps, things of that nature, which think you know at Rancho Bandito we've we've got quite a few. Um, also, you know, deer and all animals for that matter will definitely take advantage of will definitely take advantage of cattle troughs. Okay, um, and, and and obviously you know you you probably seen pictures of those cattle troughs that get kind of gross. So, uh, highly recommend if you ever get one, you'll kind of just taking decent care of it. Um, sure. the, the other way of, of doing it would definitely be kind of this tank like they've got right here. 
uh, in, in the upper right-hand corner. Again, with the goal being trying to capture uh, a lot of that, uh, a lot of that rainfall. Which again, South Texas, you don't get a whole lot of. Um, you know, so, so do, do you go want ahead. the water with? Do you want the water with the feeders? Yeah, you, you, not not necessarily. No. Uh, but you, you know, you, you have a lot of guys that, that are setting and I was, cause there's a fourth way and they're setting up these big rain catchers, uh, which we will send you some information about, uh, tonight or tomorrow. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of guys are actually setting up these big rain catching devices right next to their feeders. You can certainly do that if you want to. Um, the, the only thing I, I would say against that is, is that, you know, when it comes to water, Okay. You know, that's obviously one of the essentials of, you know, for deer. And so, you know, if you're going to be blasting deer at a feeder, you know, you don't want them too afraid to come to water. Does, does that make sense? Uh, I see. So, so okay. you know, yeah. So, so maybe, okay. So maybe a thought is this. Okay. Here's a thought. So let, let's go back down to this, this black hexagon thing or, yeah, you know, I, I, or whatever the shape is again. And uh, I know, I know, I, I didn't study geography or geometry, whatever it is. And so if we're looking at that little spot where we're thinking about putting our deer blind, okay, and then down one of these senderos, you've got a, um, down one of those senderos, you've got your feeder, you know, maybe down the other sendero, kind of away from the feeder, okay, maybe you put up some sort of rain catching device, uh, who, who knows? Okay. Uh, and so there, you know, so that there again, what you're doing is you're kind of, you know, you're separating the potential carnage, I guess, from, from where they're, where they're drinking. Um, what I was trying to make sure that I didn't, that I was, I was, what I was a little bit confused about is that we, we didn't, we don't necessarily, we're not after a one-stop shop for the deer, the, the full 50 to 60 acres, that's enough for them to get water as long as they can get water somewhere on here. Oh, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I, absolutely. Okay. Okay. I, I, abs absolutely. And, and, and just know that. You know, if you can get water, okay, to multiple places. So, like, let's say up here in this right-hand corner, you know, you you guys look at putting in some sort of liner in that tank, and it actually does capture seasonal water. And then you've got, you know, maybe a a solar-powered windmill or something like that over here somewhere. You know, you're you're going to attract a lot of deer onto your property. Um, but but if you can give them a majority of what they want, Joseph, you know there is a good chance that they'll go for water and and they could come back. Uh, now, of course, by doing that, they could get ambushed by a predator or you know or potentially shot by a hunter. So you know y yeah, you want to try to give them everything you can, but you know at least hitting a a few of the high points, I I, I think is I think is really good. Um, okay. With with that being said, Joseph, I, I I do think you do have an opportunity to provide some water for you know for some of your deer, and we'd have to you'd have to see how it kind of works out. But by virtue of the fact that you said you have a well, you know here at your here at that at that camp, uh, you know, and I I don't know what all it would take, but you know uh, on the Rancho Bandito we've got we've got wells you know, we've got wells that feed multiple stock tanks and, and they go okay. sometimes several thousand yards. So it, it may take some work and a, and a trencher and that you could get you well, you're going to get hot. Okay. But you may be able to run some pipe 
you know, from one of your wells, obviously have it underground so the critters don't chew it up. And if it ever freezes, they won't bust. But you may be able to put up a trough, you know, maybe right there at that the yellow corner right there, right near a Sendero. Water your cows and water your deer. Who knows? Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm following you. So, so something else that, 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 that we highly, highly recommend, um, is, you know, obviously you've got your, you know, you've got your corn feeders, you got your deer blinds, but we're also going to highly recommend that you look at, at providing protein for your, for your deer. Now, that being said, South Texas, as, as you know, uh, you know, they, a lot of big deer. Okay. There's a lot of natural groceries down there. That's really good for them. And, and as you start to, you know, to create some more of these senderos, you know, like I said, up there at the, the football field, wheat field, you know, for the dove and quail, mm-hmm. you know, is maybe you put some winter wheat in there, something of that nature. You're going to start offering a lot more groceries. This just going to do nothing but enhance, you know, the, the, the antler quality on these animals and, and the body quality. But, but something that, that we really recommend is adding some sort of free choice uh, protein feeder, okay? Um, and, and kind of the general rule that, that I've always heard is you need one, you know, per every 300 acres, something of that nature. Now we don't necessarily, at Rancho Bandito, we don't necessarily follow that. In fact, I can tell you, I've got like seven on 900 acres, you know, so we're, we're definitely not following that. But I think on your property here, Joseph, you could, you could easily look at, you know, putting maybe three of those up. Um, and, and my advice is, is just to get them, get them full of, of deer protein pellets, um, you know, 20% crew protein deer pellets starting in January. Okay. And then for you guys, you can really, you know, stop that in, in September. Um, and obviously the goal is with those protein pellets, you know, starting in January, you're, you're getting your bucks back up to speed. Okay. Uh, as far as their weight is concerned, they've run a lot during the rut. Um, obviously it's going to help with antler, antler growth significantly. Not that you guys need much help. Okay. Cause you got some big deer, but, but something else a lot of folks don't think about is the fact that the does, uh, the does helps with lactation. Uh, so obviously it's going to lead to healthier fawns overall, a better, um, you know, a, a better deer herd. And I also think all, it's going to make your place a hell of a lot more attractive. You know, you're going to have animals coming. If, if nobody else is feeding protein around you, Joseph, they're going to seek you out. You know, they're, they're going to find you, and, and, and you're going to be kind of the metropolis, if you will. Did you, did you say, I didn't quite catch, did you say the method by which that protein should be administered? Is yeah, it another, like a time feeder or... Yeah, so so there's there's a couple of different ways you can do it, um, you know. So so you're so typically during the season, you know, you're gonna you know most most Texas hunters will hunt over you know what we call spinning feeders. Okay, so they're you know they're the feeders that throw corn. You can set them for different times during the day, uh, which you know typically at Rancho Bandito we do once in the morning, once in the evening. Okay, um, Gonzalez. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> We feed uh, the the protein pellets, okay? We feed them out of what's called a gravity feeder. And, and so okay. a gravity feeder or a free choice feeder just allows the deer to come up whenever they please 
and they can take protein pellets out of it and and then they're in good shape. So there's really no timed release. Now, they do make protein feeders that do have a timed release, you know, but um, I and I know some guys that swear by them. They love them. But but, you know, at Bandito, we typically just kind of, you know, it's again, it's just a gravity feeder. They just come up and feed out whenever they like. If you are interested okay. in time release, though, remember we did uh, talk to uh, Mike right. with the hammer feeding system. Yep. Definitely. So we, we, yeah, we very interesting uh, uh, system that they have over there. So if you're interested in that, we can send you that information as well. I am. Yeah, I would. I would be very interested in because in, this is it's bare bones right now. Okay. Excellent. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's a it's a blank canvas. That's that's good. I you love can, it. Yeah. Now that's start, great. Yeah, start from the ground up it's, and do exactly what you want to do. So that's that's awesome. Is is the the twice a day feeding year round? It's a great question. Great question. So so typically, you know, typically what what a lot of folks do, um, you know, okay. Well, they answer me this, Joseph. You guys have Havelina, correct? You you've seen some maybe. You know, I, I, we have a boatload of hog. I don't okay. know if I, you know what? There is Havelina. There is. Okay. I've seen yeah, them on the side I, I of the road. Yeah, I figured. I figured you guys would have some. Okay. So, well, you just uh, my next question is, do you have hogs? So oh, yeah, let me them. let me kind of answer that question. It's it's, it's kind of multi-step there. You know, a, a lot of folks will will feed year round. Okay, and so they'll have it go off once in the morning. You know, once in once in the evening, and obviously that goes through deer season. Uh, you know, they can hunt turkeys over them. Okay, you know, but the other thing is they hunt pigs over them. Okay, they hunt hogs over mm -hmm. them. Um, and and so obviously that's a lot of fun. That you know, we we always rant and rave about how great Texas is for obvious reasons. But you know, the fact that we can shoot just about anything any time of year is one is one of the things we love about it. And so having you know, uh, uh, feeding year round, you know, feeding corn year round and whatnot, uh, is, uh, you know, is a great way to, you know, to keep animals, hold animals on your property. And also you can get after those hogs, you know, by doing that as well. So, um, a lot of people do that, but you know, and then there's some people that feed protein feed, uh, year round through the gravity feeders at Rancho Bandito. We typically don't, you know, we start in January you know, post rut when it's cold, air quotes when it's cold, uh, and then we we stop typically in September. In fact, we we just kind of pulled the plug the other day, and they they were not happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. And the water, obviously, the water is year round. You try and leave the trough or the whatever water you have. Yes. That should be. They should be full year round. A a ab absolutely. Absolutely. You know, when, when you, Joseph, when you, when you think about, you know, your, your quarry, okay, your, your target animals, you got to think about, you, you got to think about, you know, the, um, you know, the, the things that make them tick, just like us, you know, it's food, water, cover, uh, shelter for quail, flushing cover. And if you can hit a lot of those different factors with what you've got here, you can, and, and I think you certainly can do that. Uh, I think you're going to have a hell of a place, my friend. I really do. Cool. Do um, you guys know anybody or know any, any research on, I really do think I'm going to have to tarp that tank if we want to hold water. Right. Do you guys have any research on that? 
you know, I, I, I do. I do. Uh, I, I am, uh, <laughs> I, I spend many a night, in fact, to the point where I am sitting here staring at my phone and it, it falls on my face and destroys the bridge of my nose because I'm falling asleep <laughs> reading stuff. Uh, I, I certainly do. And, and we will email you some of the resources that we use. But something I, I did want to point out um, is that the, the, the county extension, okay, the county extension for your uh, for your county is a phenomenal resource to talk to about wildlife management, cattle management, things of that nature. And in some cases, my friend, they will actually do a cost sharing program with you. Okay. Um, so I will send you information on that because that is, uh, that that's tremendous. Basically what they'll do is Joseph, they, they'll kind of talk to you like we are right now and, and they'll talk about your goals but they'll actually go out there with you and they'll say okay you know what do you think right here and, and sometimes they'll split the cost with you when it comes to brush management uh you know things of that nature so that is a fantastic resource so we will definitely i'll get you okay. information on that for for sure awesome okay awesome excellent so yeah we'll uh, and i'll get you some information on the the water as well um, yeah, because that's, that, that's a big deal. And, and I'll tell you, my friend, if you can get water, you know, to hold in there, even, even semi seasonally, you, you've really, you've really hit it big. And again, just kind of looking at this map, it looks like that's what they tried. Um, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. What might be interesting is uh, get, get back on Google earth and, you know, zoom out and look around and see if you can see, you know, where the closest water is and you kind of have an idea which you might be competing against too. That's a great there may not be any, yeah, there may not be much around you. So if you do it there, it goes to what Richard's saying. You're going to be the, you know, the central locus of everything wanting to get, you know, go to water. You're going to have them on your property. <laughs> so, yep. yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Excellent. Great my time. friend. Well, any, anything else you'd like to ask or discuss? Uh, no, gosh, that was awesome. That was really, really good. And, uh, you know, just, Super appreciative of you taking the time to, to do this with me. This was a lot of fun and very helpful. Oh my God! Hey, let, let me let me tell you, my friend. I had a really crappy Tuesday. This just made my day. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> it was fun, man. It was fun. I mean, you know, as Jimmy Jimmy really hit it on the the head. You know, you you've got this. You've got a, a clean slate here, and it's fun. It's fun to see things. You know, to see the changes you make and. You know, it, it, it's going to take a little bit, but man, it, it's so rewarding. It's, it's really cool. So good luck to you, my friend. And, and keep us posted, please. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, yeah, you don't hesitate to reach out again, you know, again, if you uh, have any questions at all about anything and yes, please keep us posted. Send us some pics on how things are going and uh, let us know, you know, what, what you ended up yeah, going, yeah, absolutely. doing. Okay. Absolutely. I will. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. your time. Appreciate all your help. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Take care of yourself. All right, yeah, Joseph. You. Take you care, take buddy. Care. All right. That was great. Thank you, Joseph, for uh, coming on the Feed Bandit podcast. We really appreciate it. And as we like we were saying at the end, um, please let us know how uh, the progress goes. We'd love to update you know all the all the other listeners out there on on how it goes, and uh, especially if you start taking some animals off the property, please yes. send us send us those uh, pics. 
you know, it's, absolutely. It uh, you know, putting in the the blood, sweat, and tears, and then being able to oh, pull yeah. that that animal off. You know, it'll. I I would venture to guess that after he does all this work, and he pulls that you know that first kind of trophy, uh, whatever it may be, pulls it off the property. You know, puts it on his wall. It'll be that much more sweet. You know, after oh, buying, you know, a piece of piece of land like this that's raw, right, and totally. transforming it into an awesome hunting place. Yep. Yep, absolutely. It's it's like a outdoor Home Depot ad, you know, where it shows the the guy in there with his flannel shirt on, and you know, it, which which never happens, and pulls out a can of paint, and then everything's you know fixed magically. Well, it's kind of like that, but a hell of a lot longer, and a lot more sweat and and thorns and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that that was that was so cool to be able to talk to a listener like that. You know, we've done many 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 emails answer questions like that but to actually be able to speak to somebody live like that was a lot of fun and uh i'd love to do it again absolutely love to do it again so yeah totally it, i mean it, we like richard said we'd love to do it again so if anyone out there uh would be interested in, in coming on and talking to us yep. uh, asking any question you may have we'll give you our honest uh, opinion on on the subject please email us Howdy at feedbandit.com is the email address. Right. Just shoot us an email and uh, we'll get back with you and we'll arrange it. Um, yeah, and, and you know, it, it doesn't matter where your place, you know, where your place is and when whether it's a, you know your own property or your your grandfather's or if it's a lease, you know, and it, it really you know, the the deer, quail, turkey, dove, they all kind of have the same requirements despite what zip code you're in. So um yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun. Now where where Joseph's place is there in South Texas, you know, I forgot to ask if he's got any nail guy. Uh, he's getting close to that area. God, that would be really cool. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So anyway, they're well, well. I don't know when, you, when uh, they sees him. He's like, what is that thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ask him when you when we send him that information that we yep. said we're gonna send him and uh, try to get some well, good and, pics and, from and, him. And if he says yes, but like, okay, well, good to know. Good to know. Don't touch them. Call me. And yeah. we'll, come down and we'll take care of them for you. Very bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, another thing we didn't, I, I don't believe was mentioned, was uh, telling them, I mean, re- or reminding them, hey, don't forget to put out game cameras. You know, oh, yeah. So you can truly see what's coming, you know, there right now, you know. Yeah. So that's, uh, a one, that's a 101 mistake right there. <laughs> you, you forgetting to tell them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> Wow. Well, I hope he, I mean, he's going to listen, I'm sure. Yeah, so, so, Joseph, remember, put out some game cameras. And, uh, you know, and, and you don't need to wait, you know, to get your blinds and feeders yeah. set up. But, you know, go to those spots that Richard was talking about and pointing yeah. out would be great spots. And go ahead and put one out and see what's walking through there, you know, Agreed. and that will give you a good idea. Agreed, you know, absolutely. That was a hell of a lot of fun. I really liked it. And I really was having a pretty crappy day. So this has been, <laughs> this has been good. This has been the cherry on top in a good way. There you go. Now you can go home and go to sleep with a smile on your face instead of a frown. Big time, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. You got anything else? That's it, my friend. Rifle season opens up in a couple of weeks here in Texas. So the general rifle season, that is. So ladies and gentlemen, get your firearms ready. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Here they come. 12 o'clock deer dance. I love it. if we can get that guy on here, we won't oh, tell who that guy is. Well, no, I'll be honest. I don't know if he's living anymore. but Probably not. Uh, 
Uh, all right. Well, well, folks, uh, thanks again for listening. I want to thank our, our listeners that have been around a while. Thank you, as always, for continuing to listen to the podcast. And welcome to all the new listeners that have joined. If this is your first podcast, thanks for joining. We really appreciate it. Uh, we'll strive to bring you more and more good stuff uh, going forward in the future. One thing I do want to point out uh, that's new, at least on the website, is we have now Feed Bandit logo gear. So any of you guys out there that are uh, that love love the show, you want to, you want to uh, wear some Feed Bandit Feed Bandit gear. Uh, also show your support for you know s- helping to preserve small town you know Texas hunting culture and yeah. supporting your feed stores. Then uh, please go on to you know feedbandit.com you can see it right there bandit gear and services you'll you'll be able to go from there and see the gear that we have available there everything from you know shirts sweatshirts uh coffee mugs stickers all that type of stuff is all available there so if you're interested uh get you some gear and help uh, support the show that way so uh we'd really appreciate it uh, so check it out we're kind of we're excited that uh, that's now available uh so other than that I don't have anything else either other than to say to everyone out there, thanks for listening again, and we will catch you on the next episode of the Feed Bandit Podcast. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit Podcast. If you like what we discuss on the show, be sure to sign up to our email list to get even more killer hunting ideas, tips, tricks, and exclusive deals on innovative hunting gear and services delivered straight to your inbox. Sign up over at FeedBandit.com or simply by texting the word BANDIT to 33777. See you on the next one. And remember, support your local feed store.